Well, greetings and welcome back to the Clarity Podcast. This podcast is all about providing clarity, insight, and encouragement for life and mission. And my name's Aaron Santemeyer, and I'm going to be your host. Today, we're going to have a, sit down and have a conversation with Sam Farina about conflict management and um, how we can engage conflict on a team, in life, um, and in person. And Sam sits down and asks me some questions on a conflict I had had most recently and um, learn a lot from Sam and uh, a model that we, each of us can use to be, be able to see the other um, side of um, conflict, um, whether that's at home, whether that's at work or um, in church. But before we jump into that, we have the great opportunity to have our, our friend Dick Foth back on, a, back on the podcast for an episode of uh, uh, Back Channel with Foth. I'm so excited to have you back with us again today, Dick. My joy. Thank you, Aaron. We appreciate you. And as I sh- shared with Dick, I get to hear the um, the listeners' responses as Dick answers questions and people send those in and um, just such a blessing. Dick, the first question I have for you today sent in by a listener was, how have you learned to concentrate on the good in people or the potential is, that is there in them rather than on maybe some of their not-so-negative traits? You know, I don't, I don't think I always have concentrated on the good in people. Hmm. And I don't think I've always concentrated on what might be the good in me. Hmm. <laughs> so, and, but... Uh, when I was in my 20s, just started starting out expressing this calling I thought I had, my father-in-law, who was a, who was a pastor in Modesto, California for 30-some years, uh, and sort of a wannabe farmer, uh, he helped me. When he passed away in 1994, um, I was asked to be part of his memorial service, and a lot of people participated, and they asked me to go last. Well, you don't want to go last in a memorial service because everybody else says the good stuff, right? <laughs> but but my father-in-law, whom I called Father Blake, his name was Roy Blakely, he had a garage full of stuff, a barn full of stuff. I said, what is that? All that? He said, that stuff. I said, what are you going to do with it? He said, I'm going to use it. I said, when are you going to use it? He said, sometime. And it dawned on me that farmers tend to be planters, nurturers, harvesters, and salvagers. And it dawned on me driving to the service that he was a salvager and he always saw people like things hmm. that they were too good to throw away. Wow. It's a good word. And that, that concept, that idea has really um, spoken to me. I think what happens when we, you know, we say, see the good in people, see the bad in people. And my question would be, how do you know that? Hmm. How, how do you discover that? Yeah. The only way I know to discover it is spend time, listen to their stories. You've heard me talk about stories yeah. 20 times now. When you listen to that, you start understanding that maybe what you thought was bad uh, isn't bad as much as a pain. And there's wow. a reason. And so anyway, I think no. that's be the jumping off place. No, it's good. That's good. Second, uh, second question is, um, a listener sent in, as a leader, when it is easier to give up on someone on your team and move on and replace them with uh, someone else, how have you learned to stay the course and not give up on them and limiting um, their, their, their impact on the organization? 
Well, I think um, I think at the front end, it's always easier to give up on something, just swap them out. And corporations do this all the time, big corporations, mm. and it has to do with performance. The challenge with our kind of work is that it isn't only about performance, it's about the, the growth of the person mm. as, as part of that. And that would be true really in any, in any institution. Um, I think the challenges come, uh, or the tee up for uh, failure or needing to feel the need to give up on somebody comes from what are the ex expectations we originally had? Hmm. Are they realistic? Yeah. Were they explained? Years ago, I went to a, a, a two-day retreat in Wheaton, Illinois, with a group called Service Masters, one of the larger, uh, as you would know, uh, hospital staffing groups in the in the world, billion-dollar corporation plus. And Service Master comes from two words, service to the master, because the founders were believers. Well, I didn't and, know that. Yeah. And the um, they showed me this model that was helpful. When you give somebody a position description, job description, you need another piece to go with it so they know how they're doing. And it's called performance standard. Hmm. I'll just give you a quick idea. Let's say I have an admin and he or she does correspondence for me. We had a thing when I was president of the college where correspondence would be turned around in 72 hours, within hmm. 72 hours. So I would dictate a letter. So, so part of it was on me and part of it was on her. Okay. And we would discuss that at the front end after a few months of that guideline, because that's the, that's the performance standard. She doesn't have to ask me if she's doing well with that. Zero errors, turn around in 72 hours. It, but she came to me after a couple of months and said, you know, I think we could cut that to 48 hours. Hmm. But that put pressure on me to do my job. And <laughs> 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 you prepare for me to do mine. But uh, so I think expectations clearly defined and hmm. performance standards mutually agreed on uh, help very much with um, not finding the need to, quote, give up on something. That's if it's good. added, no, that's a different deal. Hmm. But if it's performance related, that's where I go. Yeah. And so, Dick, do you have those conversations with, like the, you mentioned, attitudinal? How do you, if it's an attitudinal, and there's, yeah, how do, how do you address that? How did you, how did you engage, do you engage with that? Well, I don't, I don't want to respond to that question because that's like a harder question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the, I think this has to do with how you grow culture. Hmm. Um, most most people who talk about these things today would say the culture of your company, your entity, your mission, your ministry is the key part. Yeah, because culture is the way of seeping in to attitude. Yeah. And to be able to say, uh, this, is, this is the culture here. Um, people get hired today in companies, sometimes in terms of chemistry, a lot of times now. Yeah. And does their, does their frame of reference already fit with ours, or are they malleable and open to understanding what that is? Yeah. So I think attitudes, apart from personality disorder right. of them, Attitudes are learned behavior. 
Yeah. And sometimes we have to unlearn stuff, almost always. We have to unlearn things in order to learn other things. And that's where leadership really comes in. Spending yeah. enough time, not just showing them a 10 minute video clip, this is what we expect, but seeing how you operate, see how that's things good. work. It's a good word. Good word. Well, Dick, once again, we appreciate you. Appreciate your, our session with Back Channel with Foth. We're going to go ahead and jump in um, to our interview with um, Pastor Sam Farina, where we discuss a conflict model and um, how we can sit down and engage, whether that is conflict at home, work, or um, in business. And um, just uh, enjoyed our time with Sam and enjoying having him back on the podcast. Well, there's no time better than now to get started. So here we go. Clarity Podcast. So excited to be here again today with our friend Sam Farina. And um, many of you know, we interviewed him early on in the podcast and um, just so excited to have him uh, again with us today. Sam, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. Always good to be with you. And uh, Sam, do you want to give just a little update? I know many people have been praying for you um, and how you've been doing. Uh, Excellent. And uh, the all the scans have come back clean uh every time they've done them we'll do them again in uh just a couple weeks and uh, they keep track of me but everything keeps looking good there's no cancer that they can find and the immunotherapy that i'm on they say is working and i'm thankful for science and for medicine and amen Amen. Well, it's just good good to see you again. Sam, we're going to be talking today um, about conflict. And um, I know that when we look at uh, people that work overseas, missionaries specifically, one of the most common reasons that people will leave the field is because of conflict. Family, um, you know, family challenges is pretty up there pretty high, but conflict, they're kind of like 1A and 1B. And um, Sam, what are some reasons you think we should think about conflict in a more proactive reason rather than a reactive reason? Yeah, the biggest reason is because the conflict can be resolved. Now, there's healthy conflict that I think sometimes as Christians, we avoid. Hmm. And and we need to, as team members, realize we can have disagreements as team members. And actually, it can be healthy, done healthy in a healthy way, and can produce a great end result, a better end result, better decisions. There is destructive conflict Hmm. and understanding how to uh, avoid destructive conflict and then how to resolve destructive conflict. And Hmm. that's, I think, what we're going to focus on today. Yeah, for sure. And Sam, have you have you seen the enemy use that destructive conflict to destroy teams? And and you've had a lot of time in ministry and in life. Do you maybe is. Yeah. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Destroy teams, yes, definitely. Destroy people, Hmm. that's the tragedy. Marriages. Hmm. Uh, And then also relationships with God, because we can get in conflict with God. Hmm. When he doesn't do what we think he should, we can get in conflict. And so understanding even how to resolve conflict with God or conflict with ourself, there are a lot of people that are conflicted we use that word. I'm just conflicted. Well, what does that mean? We're in conflict with ourselves. Hmm. So decisions 
uh, have have really way heavily. I've noticed, Aaron, and I don't know. I'm going to say this: younger generation is having more and more anxiety over being conflicted. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and um, it's a. Uh... And you see that anxiety play out in many different ways. And uh, no, that's why I'm so excited to um, to learn for, from you today. Um, and Sam, you know, this podcast, we talk about many things. And what is the role of a leader when it comes to conflict? Is it the leader's role to decide if this is healthy conflict or destructive conflict? Is it the team members or is it everybody involved that gets a, a say in whether this is healthy or yeah, not healthy? Well, definitely the leader. And I, um, I wish that I had the time. We were coming to Africa before all of COVID and all that. We were going to teach all this on conflict. Yeah. And, and we need to create conflict-healthy organizations, hmm. which means you need to put systems in place to help resolve conflict when it arises so that everybody is conflict intelligent, mm -hmm. but also conflict aware of themselves, what causes, why do I react wrongly? Yeah. And then put in place when there is a conflict, how to resolve it. And, and that's where we're going to focus today and hopefully give a tool yeah. that mediators use. So when I, this is not my tool, mm -hmm. this tool was created uh, in, a, in at the University of Minnesota originally, mm -hmm. and then uh, Eckerd College, who is uh, big in conflict, took it and created a course called Becoming Conflict Competent. Okay. And mediators go there to learn how to use this tool. So I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, the people at University of Minnesota, and they used it with marriage. That's where they created it for. Well, what a great place to use it. But then it went to teams, then it went into the courtroom. Wow. And the last place you want conflict resolved is in the courtroom. For sure. Because then the judge makes the decision <laughs> and nobody's happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's and true. this happens, this happens on teams. Yeah. If we just let the team leader resolve conflict, usually everybody walks out unhappy hmm. because somebody is making the decision. And this tool that we're going to work, we're going to work through today yeah. helps conflict be resolved and everybody can leave happy. That's good. Sam, right before we, we're going to jump into the model, but just one more question that you mentioned there. You talked about putting systems in place. What are some barriers that leaders, you know, leaders recognize that conflict is, is a, can be destructive. What are some barriers for reasons that leaders wouldn't put a system like this in place? Is there hesitancy or is there common themes that you see? Wow. Yes, there are common themes. Uh, taking the time. One of the big things that I see, and it, it seems so simple, but we think everything uh, has to be, there's so much pressing, there's so much pressing, and it takes time to create a team that's healthy with the way they handle conflict and knowing the system. And so the way we handle conflict is actually part of our culture. Now, culture shift takes time. 
Yeah. And you're trying to create in the culture this attitude of, wait a minute, we're not afraid of conflict. We know how to handle it and we know where to go to handle it. And we know what our hot buttons are yeah. that can cause us to not do well with conflict. Yeah, for sure. If we put that in the culture yeah. and if we build that in, that takes training, that takes education, that takes time, but then it becomes part of culture. And then we say to the new missionary who comes on team, oh, by the way, this is our culture of conflict. Mm. Ah, that becomes huge because yeah. most people have never heard. What? <laughs> you know, we have a system yeah. that we use of handling conflict. It's good. Well, Sam, let's jump into this system that you're describing. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow your lead. All right. Well, first of all, I wish that I had a slide to put up, but I'm just gonna hold this right in front of the camera. Do you okay. see that? I do. Okay. Yeah. This is this is a little pad mm -hmm. that I use when I go into uh, and anybody can use this. It okay. looks like a little flower with uh -huh. petals, right? And notice the little the little center, okay? Mm -hmm. So the center is key. Mm -hmm. And before you start in dealing with the conflict, you got to determine what is the real issue that you want to resolve. Mm. And when you come up with what, what do you want this, how do you want this to be resolved? What is the issue? Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember uh, going in to a team and I said to the team leader, there's a conflict that has become toxic. Everybody knows about it. It was between two individuals on the team. It was leaking out into the congregation and into the team. And toxicity leaks. Conflict is toxic and it leaks. And I said, would you like to deal with it? And he said, yes. And I hmm. said, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, make a situation happen so that I can deal with it. And I took these two and I said, okay, I want to walk you through a little something here and I'd like you to participate. Mm -hmm. And I said, before we do that, I need to determine what is the issue and what would you like to see happen? Mm -hmm. And I said, tell me the issue. And they told me the issue. And I put that at the center Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is at the very, you can do this on a whiteboard, you can do this on a 3M pad, but get some paper out. And whether it's individual or whether you do it on a large board together, as the leader, you are the coach. And this is a coach methodology. It's done with questions. Um, and th that's, it's a Jesus methodology. It really is. It's, a, it's not you making judgment. You don't have to make the judgment as a leader. Who's right? Who's wrong? Hey, this is what we're going to do. No, no, no. You're going to let them determine that through this process. But you've got to decide, what is it that you want as the outcome? And what is the real issue? And... Uh, when we got the real issue in the center, then we were able to begin to move. I came into another situation 
And I said, what's the issue? And that the real issue was what was going to happen to this couple's future. Uh, and, and that was critical. All right. We put that at the center. Now, why you put that at the center is very important because when you start actually unfolding the conflict, the tendency is they drift from the real issue to <laughs> other issues. Yeah. Okay. And this actually, there was drift when they said the couple is is the issue. We want to we want this to be about the couple. All right. Yeah. Well, in the midst of us unfolding all of that, somebody pointed their finger at somebody else in the meeting and said, and the and you're this, this, this is the real issue. You don't know what you're doing over there, and you don't know how to. And I was able then to say, excuse me, excuse me. And I called the individual by name. I said, that's not the issue we're dealing with today. That mm -hmm. may be true. And we may want to deal with that at a later time. But today, our issue is this couple. Mm -hmm. and the individual who had actually stood up, okay? Yeah. Now sat down and said, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. That's not the issue today. And that's, that's critical that you put in the center. Mm -hmm. What is the issue? And that's what you're going to deal with. You're not going to deal with anything else. So um, in the, with a married couple, I said to them, they were odds and they were, they were separated. And, and I said, what's the issue? And they said, our marriage is the issue. Now we're going to put that marriage in the middle. That's the issue. They wanted to preserve their marriage. Hmm. All right, so now that's the issue. Now we're not going to deal with other issues. We're going to deal with that issue. All right. Hmm. So putting the issue in the middle is key. Yeah. All right. And and are people has and when people begin to drift, why do you think we drift towards other things, Sam? Well, because um, we like to find reasons that we are right. So we start blaming, uh, it's what you did. It's what, no, no, that's not the issue. It's not the issue. There, you, you, you may not like the way she cooks, okay? And I'm talking about a marriage situation. You may not like the way she does the laundry. You may not, that's not the issue today, okay? And, and I'm, I'm giving you, but we like when we get agitated, when we're trying to resolve conflict, and our emotions get start knocking us over, uh, then we have a tendency to attack or to blame. So yeah, that's why that comes up. It's good. Sam, what's the, after we get that in the center and we have it focused, what, what's the next step? All right. Then you look at one of the people involved. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if it is a group and the conflict is with a group, then you need to have one spokesman, okay? Mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't get information from everybody in the group, but you can have one spokesman and one person. And so you want to go to the one and you say, okay, now I'm going to ask some questions, 
And I'm going to ask Aaron first. Okay. And then after I'm done, I'm going to change and I'm going to ask the very same question of Steve. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or whoever it is. Right. And so that you can then say, now, wait a minute, Steve, Aaron is talking. Okay. So you want to make sure you're only asking the questions of one person at one time mm-hmm. and you let them say everything they've got about that one question. And if they think of something more, they can add it at any point, but not when the other person is talking. Okay. Right? So you make sure that you don't allow this back and forth. No, no. You can't resolve conflict when that's happening. Hmm. So, and there, that's uh, one. And those those predetermined are those predetermined questions, Sam. When you go in, or how do you decide the questions that you're going to ask? Well, I'm I'm the one. The leader yeah. is the one that has made the predetermination. Now, if this is in an organization, then they're going to know the questions. Okay, and they can actually do this themselves when they have a conflict with somebody. And they can start resolving these conflicts without even having the other person in the room. And I'll Hmm. show you how to do that as we go through this. No, that sounds great. That sounds great. Yeah. 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 Looking for Where do we go from here, Sam? All right. So the first question. All right. What I'd like, if you could, is I'd like you to think about a conflict that you have had that you Mm -hmm. can talk about. Yeah. And have you come up on that? Uh, Yeah, I got one. All right. What was the issue that needed to be resolved? Well, today the conflict was, is I didn't have electric in my house and, um, and I was trying to get answers from the, the people that control the electricity and couldn't get answers. And we, we didn't seem to be communicating very well. Okay. So the, Issue was the communication between you and that company. For sure. So we're going to put that at the center. Okay. Now I'd like you, here's the first question. And just tell me the sensory data. What did you experience? What did you hear? What did you see? Give me the response in your own body, life, tone of voice, and in the other person you were talking. I think for me, it seemed like a very important issue. So I was stressed, um, a little bit irritated, um, a little bit frustrated. And um, what did I hear? They were had a calm voice, um, but it didn't seem like it seemed like that big of an issue to them as it did to me. And um, I think that's their lack of uh, concern for the situation, I think, just made me for more frustrated. I don't know if that's what you're looking for, Sam, but that's I think that's that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, and I'm I'm writing all that down in this top leaf here called called sensory data. Mm-hmm. So uh, you heard calm from the other person, but you didn't hear concern. There you go. You heard you yourself 
were deeply concerned. Yes. And I hadn't slept well the night before because of the electric being off. So I knew going into the conversation that I was uh, a little grousy going into it. Yeah. So can I use the word irritated? There you go. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. What else did I miss that you sensed or saw or heard? Mm, and saw, I was on the, you know, we were on the phone, so I didn't really see anything, but I guess I saw the, 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 the things that were going on around me that weren't going the way I wanted them to go. So that would probably be, part, that would be part of it. It wasn't unfolding the way I want. I hoped that it was going to unfold. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's move now to your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you started giving me some of your thoughts just a minute ago there. Mm-hmm. So give me your thoughts. What were your thoughts? And now I'm going to write them down mm-hmm. in the thought. Under your thoughts here. What were your thoughts? My thought was um, I'd really like to get this solved because I'm going to be on a a call tonight with Sam Farina, and I want that to to work. Um, I thought that this didn't seem like to be a big problem, but I couldn't get it solved. Um, I thought that maybe if I would have did a little more planning ahead of time, then I wouldn't have... Um, maybe I could have had a backup plan in place that this wouldn't be such a big, uh, such a big deal. And so I've got, uh, I'd like to solve this. I can't solve this. Maybe I should have had a backup plan. Yeah. What else did I miss about your thought? Um, I think those were, those were probably the main ones. Um, and I thought, you know, I thought that this, that, that, that I thought they would have a, a, a solution to my, you know, your call and you're hoping that they have a solution to your, to your problem. Yeah. I'm going to put that down. So you thought they would have a solution. Yes. A timely solution. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to put that down. Now, what about your emotions? What were you feeling? feeling emotionally these are different than your thoughts so yeah i think you know i knew that i was as we'd already talked about i was feeling i was already feeling irritated um i was uh and frustrated and um you know i don't like to be unprepared and so i felt unprepared um you know we're in a new country a new place so you didn't and didn't feel um competent or uh didn't really feel like you didn't, I didn't know who to call, didn't know what information would be needed. And um, so I, you know, you're trying to gather all that information. So I think that's how I was, I was feeling like that I was, I didn't have the the capacity to, to do what I needed to do. Any other emotion? Um, and I, I think it was not an emotion, but I just already felt wore out. So I was tired going into the conversation. And I think that that played into it. What did you want for yourself out of this situation that you were having? I wanted uh, the electric to come back on in a timely manner. 
that's and so that's what that's what I wanted to see. So I'm writing that down, left it back on timely manner. What did you want for that other person you were talking with? <laughs> I think I wanted them to to uh, have his what I to feel to have the same concern about the issue as I did. Um, and maybe they did, you know, I don't know. And I'm sure they get a bunch of calls all day long and it's, it wasn't her, her fault. You know what I mean? Um, but I just wanted a little more of, uh, you know, a more, we're going to find us, we're going to find a solution. We're going to work with you to find a solution and, um, to be a little more engaging, I guess is what I was looking for. And what would you say you wanted ultimately this conflict to what would you want for AGWM in the midst of this? And for them, I wanted to represent myself. Well, um, I wanted to represent the mission. Well, so I didn't want it that, you know, I wanted to be Christ-like in my response, Christ-like in my attitude. And um, I wanted to be kind and treat the person with dignity. And so for the organization, you know, I didn't want to, um, and I did maintain, you know, I did maintain throughout that, but that's one thing I didn't want to misrepresent or badly represent um, my Christ-like witness and, um, and the mission, because obviously they could see the name on the bill. So they would know who, who, who I was calling and, and the name of the name of the bill was in. So, so those, those are the things you're representing someone larger, um, the organization. So you want to make sure that I want to make sure that my, my responses were with dignity and respect, which they were, and um, in the process. Yeah. And I don't know if your family was around or any other missionaries were around, or, but those who were the outsiders looking in, what did you want for them? Uh, you know, I think I wanted them to um, support and, um, you know, help maybe offer some solutions, which they did. They gave me the information I needed and, um, to help, uh, to help, you know, just to, to come along, come alongside, you know what I mean? And, you know, walk, walk with me in the process. Right. Now I'm going to shift this. Okay. And I want you to put yourself in the shoes of this, uh, female that you are talking to. Mm-hmm. company yeah and i want you to tell me what she what was her sensory data what did she hear uh, see experience what what, what what was her i think she probably her uh frustrated person um i think she probably you know that's her job so all day long she probably has people that um that uh that she has to you know, your customer service, normally people aren't calling that are happy. So she, you know, that's probably what she is responsible for. She couldn't go out and fix the problem herself. Um, you know, that's not what, that's not her role. And so, um, yeah, I think that's probably, and what she heard was a frustrated person and that she was trying to help, but she couldn't necessarily provide the solution. Mm. And what do you think her thoughts were? Uh, there's this guy, he's irritated about this. Um, (laughs) maybe his, his expectations are unrealistic. He's not lived here long. Um, he doesn't understand how the things work and, um, and, uh, he's, uh, his, maybe his expectations are unrealistic, which they probably were. 
And what do you think her emotions were? Uh, she was real calm. Um, so I, I don't know what she ex- exactly felt, but she was, she was pretty calm, calm throughout. Mm-hmm. And what do you think she wanted for herself? What did I want for her? No, what, what did she want for, for herself? I think she probably just wanted, I think she probably wanted to get a solution for me. So she didn't, you know, I think that was her job to get a solution. So she probably wanted to get me, uh, get a solution and move on to the next call. Um, and, to you know, and she did, she did it in a very professional manner. What do you think she wanted for you? Uh, I think she probably wanted a solution in a timely manner, but she just couldn't provide that solution because she wasn't the technician. What do you think she wanted for her business, for the company? I think she wanted to represent them well. I um, think she wanted to provide quality customer service and see, uh, see uh, you know, the uh, solution to the problem within her, within her capability or her possibilities. And the, the people that were around her, uh, as you called in, what do you think she wanted for them? I think they, she wanted to present herself in a professional manner, which she did. And I think she was trying to balance, you know, the, the person who wanted something that maybe wasn't possible with the people that were doing the work. And she probably wanted to represent them well, which she did. Yeah. Anything you'd add to what you saw, heard, your thoughts, your feelings, your wants, or to her? Hmm. Nothing that I can think of right off the top of my head. Okay. Now, what I have, and I'm going to just pause for a minute, is I have everything written down. Mm -hmm. And if you're using a white board, a whiteboard, or whether you're using uh, 3M pad, or whether you're using just a piece of paper like this, write everything down and then review it with Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm just going to review this with you. Okay. So you you heard calm. You heard maybe that there were, there was no concern. Uh, you were deeply concerned. You knew you were irritated, and you knew that this was all happening on the phone. Yeah. You thought that. She sensed and heard a frustrated person and that she realized, she saw she couldn't go out and fix the problem. Yeah. What do you notice about you and her there? I think we had this common goal. Well, I think we both had the common goal. Um, but neither of us could go fix the problem. Uh, and thoughts, uh, you'd like it to be solved, you couldn't solve. Maybe uh, for you, you, you thought, uh, I should have had a backup plan. Uh, you thought maybe they couldn't resolve this and then when you talked about her 
she her thoughts were this guy's irritated uh <laughs> they're uh it's not under their control what do you hear there between the two of you oh there's there's a lot of similarities between between her and i um when you sit and analyze it a lot more than you probably would suspecting on the surface interesting and then your your emotions you were irritated frustrated uh unprepared incompetent uh and and yet you heard from her calm yeah what do you notice there I think I was envious of her calmness um, because <laughs> I, always did, I was as calm as she was. Wow. Yeah. wow. Wow. And you wanted for yourself uh, to get the electric back in a timely manner. Yeah. And she wanted for herself a solution. Yeah. You wanted for her to feel some concern. And she wanted a solution for you. That's true. Uh, when the people around you, <clears throat> you wanted to represent the AG mission well, and she wanted to represent her business well. Yeah, it's true. And with the people around, you wanted uh, to see them you wanted a a, a uh, professional to have a professional view of you, and uh, she wanted oh no she wanted a professional view of herself there, and uh, you wanted support and <laughs> care from those around you, which I'm, I'm support sure she wanted that from the technicians also. Wow. Yeah. What do you notice here? We're on the same team. It just didn't feel like it in the in in the process. Wow. Yeah. As you see this and as you hear this, let's talk a little bit about what your actions were in the past. When you when now you look back, what were mm -hmm. your actions then? Like the things I did were the things I'd done in the past. No, no, what you did, what you did there when it was happening. Uh, you know, I think I, when I get anxious, I want to do something. And so, you know, my, when I'm anxious, I want to, so I, you know, that's why I called. That's why I had the conversation and that's why I kept trying to find a solution. And so I, I know that's what I, that's what I, I re recognize when I get anxious, I like to do something. And so I think in this right. situation that just led to more actions but not more solutions, just more actions. Wow. What are your current actions now as you hear all of this? I think my current actions is, is I realize I've analyzed, been able to analyze the situation a little bit more and uh, recognize that we're on the same team. And so that we can, uh, and I can be a little more patient and calm when I, while I wait for a solution. Yeah. And in the future, when this happens, what will be your actions then? 
You know, I do know, and I, I said this on the phone today, I've learned about myself. I've tried to, when I have these conversations, I say, I know that um, I'm not, I'm not frustrated with you. I'm frustrated with the situation to try to differentiate between. So to depersonalize it, because it's not personal with that person. It is with the situation. However, you, I do feel myself sometimes getting irritated at the person too, but I do know, and from my past that I have, when I make that statement, it's kind of a trigger for me to say, you know, this is not the person on the other side of the phone's problem fault. You know, it's not their fault. And to say that, you know, it's the frustration about the situation. It's not you. And, um, and so I think that's, that's something I'm learning. And I did use that today, but I was also frustrated. Mm. Where is this conflict now? Uh, I'm waiting, <laughs> you know, with the, 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 with the, the person, um, you know, I think we're, we're, we're patiently waiting. Yeah. So what's changed? My perspective on, mm -hmm. on the situation and on them and, yeah. um, and also, um, recognizing the position that I'm in and the position that they're in. Yeah. Now, I, I wrote everything down, mm -hmm. and I went over all of it with you. Yeah. And I let you stand in the shoes of the other person. We don't even have the other person here. Yeah. And what have you noticed about the energy of this conflict since we started the conversation? Well, it, it really diffuses it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, 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 it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, a lot more, um, it's a lot more perspective and a lot more, uh, yeah, brings more perspective to the situation. And I noticed the tone of your voice went right down. <laughs> you got you got calm. Yeah, you got, no, it, it's true. It, it was it was I could hear that, and yeah. I could even see it in your body language. And this, when you use this tool, that's what happens: is you take all the energy out of it. Okay. Mm. Now, notice we didn't start with feelings or emotions first out of the shoot. Okay. We just dealt with sensory data because that's all cognitive memory. Okay. There, there's no emotion in the, in the sensory data. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I talked about thoughts here again, cognitive, mm -hmm. no emotion in thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then after I've done that, then we went to emotions or feeling. Okay. And, by that time, energy starts to lower hmm. and they can talk about their emotions without having the energy that's, that causes yeah. emotions to be harmful. That's good. And hurtful. Yeah. Then we went to the want mm -hmm. because everybody wants something in every conflict, hmm. but so does the other person. And then the wants of the organization and the wants of those around us. Very important because they're all affected. Yeah. That's and good. then then we went to the actions of the past, the current, and what we wanted in the future. Hmm. And the now they can come up with good actions for the future that mm -hmm. are going to be different than they were previous. It's good. And this, this uh, becomes a tool 
that you can use with individual conflict as well. If I was having a conflict with God, I could have I could have answered it for me, and then I could have answered it for God in perspective of what I, how I viewed God and what I knew about God. That's good, and that's that's important. Yeah. So um, this notice how the energy just drained right out of it with you, and I I've not used this without all of the energy coming out. And then when they come up with their future actions. So I told you, I went into this team. There was this toxic situation. We use this little tool. And one of the person, one person said to me, when I said, what do you want as your future action? Now, when they talked about their past actions, it wasn't good. It wasn't pretty. And the current actions weren't pretty. But when I asked about the future after doing this, the one person said, if you would have come five years ago, my action would have been to resolve this with this person. Hmm. I don't, I can't do that to them. Hmm. And that allowed me to say, then what do you need to do? Hmm. You can't do that. And the person said, I need to resign. And yeah. by that afternoon, they had turned in their resignation from the team. Because wow. in that situation, if they couldn't, if they couldn't come to the place of being able to resolve it, then they were responsible to resolve it and to leave. That's good. Couldn't cover that now, in this situation that I talked to you about, the couple and they were the central issue. The couple was able to make decisions about their future, and both entities that were in the room were very, very happy for the couple. And we were able to move on. Now, were there issues between that individual and the other and the organization that weren't the couple? Sure. But that wasn't the issue we put at the center. And you have to keep it focused on that center issue. Then go through this process. And I've not seen one yet where individual use or couple use or team use there wasn't a resolution and it was done without the energy in the room that's good that's good that's a valuable valuable tool sam and um and it's it's interesting interesting to walk through it in the process and see you know the process at um real time yeah and and i think i mentioned the married couple that i used this with too and i i just want to talk about them so at the end when they came up with their wants. Uh, I looked at them and their eyes were focused on each other as they were talking about their wants. And I was able to say, I may be wrong, but I saw some love and desire for each other as you said that. Yeah. And they're together today. Hmm. They're together today. And I'm telling you that marriage unfaithfulness, it was bad. It was bad. But they were able to come back together when they, when I, this little tool. Yeah. And that's why I have, I really feel now the more you practice it, mm-hmm. the better. Mm-hmm. And, and let me say this to you their emotion can come up when you're going through this. And you, as the leader, have to be willing to say, no, wait a minute, Aaron's talking. Steve, you'll have your turn. You have to, you have to continue to control 
so that they don't allow the emotion to rise and a new conflict arise. You're resolving this one issue. And if there's other issues, don't let them arise. That's good. That's good. Sam, I really appreciate your wisdom and insight. And um, will you pray for us today? Will you pray for the teams oh, around yeah. the world as we oh, uh, yeah. use this bottle, that um, God will use it, and to help us engage, um, as you said, in a healthy way with conflict rather than a destructive way with conflict? Father, conflict is something that you ran into when you came and you diffused so many times. And Lord, I think of uh, how you dealt with Peter when he was conflicted as to even his service to you and his honesty. And Lord, I look at uh, Paul and uh, the conflicts he had and uh, how he had to work through issues in his, even in his own life. And Lord, I just pray that, that we will use these tools for healthy resolution of conflict and for there to be better representation of you, of the kingdom, of the mission, of ourselves. And uh, Lord, thank you that we can become more like you and these tools help us. And we give you praise. Amen. Amen.